Episode 65 of Slam City, guys. Ray Moore here, Mr. Mac, on this cold and winterish type of day. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, I curse. Sorry. It's, it's okay. really fantastic. It's okay. It's fantastic okay. weather. I love it. I let, that, I let that go by. I know. It's been a stressful day today, so. I was just a, it's a podcast, so it doesn't matter. It's been stressful. It's been stressful for the Knicks. Well, I wouldn't say that. We're, we're, we're 500 now. Yeah, but still, like, you but know. With Timmy out and then Chris stops. He's coming back. He came back. back. Yeah. So you know that, that's a that's a good thing for them. You know they're gonna play on Saturday, so I'm not worried. He only missed two games, so he came back, and then that was about it. But before we get into a little bit of basketball, let's talk about the NFL because I don't know if you saw the game on Monday, but there was a the Steelers and Bengals game. They had this little rivalry between each other. Mm-hmm. Got kind of kind of hand because kinda. because there was a lot of brutal hits. One player suffering from a spinal stabilization surgery. Which means I don't know if he's gonna play again in, in the league. I don't know if he's gonna play again in life. Yeah, and then Juju Smith had a hit, which I didn't think was that vicious in my opinion, but it was, I guess, and it was a flag for that. Mm-hmm. So, looking at all this and also all the games in the past week before, Rob Gronkowski had a cheap hit on the safety, the Bills safety, really for cool, no man. reason. Yeah, really I don't cool. understand why he did that. I mean, he was in the moment, and he, he said because got, he was pushing him, he pushed off. Oh my God, come on, man! Yeah, you know, if you get how much I buy that, if all. you get picked off and stuff. You just got to stop. You know, like, that's about it. And and the thing is that I understand about all that whole process was that you got to say you're sorry, but, you know, he was in concussion protocol, so I don't mm. think you're sorry about that. And the thing I didn't like about the league, and this is what they got to have to address, is that they're only suspended for one game. Juju Smith has suspended for one game as well for that hit. And I didn't think the hit for Juju Smith was as big as the one that Rokoski did because that was a cheap shot in the back. He wasn't even looking forward, and he fell down. So... Looking at all this, though, does the NFL, in your opinion, because I think it does, have a violence problem? Or is the fact that we just live in an era right now where everything is all protection between these players? It's not It's not a violence. Uh, I, I don't, it's, it's, <coughs> the NFL has a problem with consistent punishment. I think if you, if you consistently punish people who step outside of the bounds, you, you curve this kind of behavior. The fact that one person gets one game, Somebody else gets two. Somebody else doesn't get anything happening to him. Somebody just gets fined. Like it, it, the the, it's too inconsistent. You leave the door open for people to try their luck and keep keep trying it, keep trying it, keep trying it. And with that in mind, the fact that they just gave Goodell this huge extension. We're making forty million a year. Yo, it's as much as what Stephen Curry makes in the NBA, or as much as other people make in the other leagues. Like when when you factor in when you factor in that Brady doesn't make that much, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't make that much. Or even Andrew Luck or Derek Carr, who are like a top paying people in the league, yeah, making twenty five a year. The, like the top receivers. When yeah. you factor in the fact, that or defenders. There's there's that much of a salary cap on players, but you give the commissioner this level of money for five more years. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Two hundred million mm-hmm. for five years. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brady is like you know, people have gone out of the games with concussions and he's been playing through concussions according to his wife yeah, last Kim, season. I don't Kim even know what's happening this season. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers is sidelined for the whole year and he's, well, he's coming he's back though. Bodies on yeah, but I mean, and it's and you know, thank God, yeah, it's not as bad as it could be. But Jesus, dude, like seriously. Two hundred million, you know what that tells me? You could afford to pl- pay these players more. Oh yeah, we know that. You could totally. It shouldn't be like this with the players. The players shouldn't have to. And 
there's enough money to go around. Like, Kaepernick could have... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... The whole thing just looks real I stupid. mean, it's a problem overall. And then you look at stuff that happened on Monday and other past games where, you know, you're getting these unnecessary hits. Even Antonio Brown in that Monday game took an unnecessary hit. Then yesterday in Thursday Night Football, Sean Payne complained after the game about the whole injuries and everything. And he was, he was really fed up because he was talking to the media like, what do you guys think? Oh, what do you think? He was, like, really mad about the whole process because everybody was injured. Mm-hmm. And then Drew Brees, the same situation. He thinks the product on Thursday Night Football is bad because they, they only have short rest. And, and let me tell you something. As a football player, you get, you don't have really much time to rest. You usually rest Monday and Tuesday, and you come back Wednesday, if anything. That's usually the schedule is for every week. And it's kind of hard for these players to play on a Thursday night football after a Sunday. And it's just too much on the body. And this is why you're getting a lot of these bad games on Thursday night football. They're not really great games at all. And I know the players are complaining, but you're on, I think most of the time you're only playing like one Thursday night football game throughout the season. You're not playing like two games or three games or any of that stuff. So I don't know players are complaining about that, but it's not like they're playing every time or every two games they're playing on Thursday night football. It's like usually like one Thursday night football game. I don't know. Max Kellerman had a great solution um, for fixing the whole thing, like, you know, extending the season by a week. And you think it's going to work? Yeah. I think it's worth a shot. It is. I don't. I don't really see the point of holding on to the old model when it, it doesn't seem to be suiting you. You tried something new with Thursday night games. If you're gonna try one thing new, you might as well, you know, give it a shot. See what happens. Maybe the players should just play more in preseason. I feel like this is the reason why they're getting a lot of injuries because they're not physically in shape yet to play in the field. I think they should eliminate preseason altogether. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, because the thing is, if they eliminate preseason and they go straight into the regular season and then an injury happens or the rust and all that stuff, then people are going to complain like, oh, maybe they should have played preseason don't games in practice. Don't they have practice right before preseason? Aren't they in their like training camp? In, in their training camp? Like, I mean, it's a completely different animal, though, compared to training camp to a regular game. Like, even for any other sport, you can't practice and then assume that you're going to be out of nowhere ready for no, the game. But that, that, again, that's why you extend the season by a week. Like I think, I think if you eliminate, if you extend the season by a week and eliminate um, two preseason, preseason games, what about two? If you eliminate two preseason games, and extend the game and extend the week of the sure. NFL. You like can do same, that. same difference, but I, I, I don't think it takes that. I don't, I don't like the idea of preseason where people are getting injured before they even get a chance to start. But isn't that in every sport other than baseball? We, you know, they like just get injured out of nowhere in preseason sure. or whatever. So, so what's the difference in just extending the season, especially if you're going to have these Thursday night games? I don't know, man. It's really tough to say because people are complaining now about the whole violence. Even the Steelers' safety who who was complaining, um, oh, let me his name again, uh, Mike Mitchell, he was saying that, you know, it's just all hand something, like just hand us all flags. Just play flag football and just do that and play that because you can't tell a guy who's going to tackle somebody in less than two seconds or less than one second or a tenth of a second. To, to hold off or stop or something, not to hurt him or anything, you know? And I get it from his point because these, these, these safeties or these friends are, are played to attack the offensive player. They're not played to soften it up or hug him, resident flag football, whatever. Because, you know, like back in the day, you had hard people who hit, hit like, the offensive, offensive players like Sean Taylor and uh, Ed Reed or Ray Lewis even back then. He's saying this is a man's game and everything. You don't have those hits anymore. Cause let me tell you something. I saw some hard hits on YouTube of Sean Taylor. They're <laughs> vicious hits. I mean, they were brutal. They weren't like illegal hits, but they were just really hard. Mm-hmm. And you're not seeing that anymore because if you see that in today's game, he probably would have gotten flagged. 
he might got on to say roughness or something like that mm-hmm. on sportsman like conduct like you know referees are they just want to protect these players and everything well all all sports I've noticed any sport where there's contact has gotten softer well I think between point well, A and you, point B they've all gotten and I'm, I'm using air quotes for <laughs> softer I, I don't mean I'm not calling anybody a punk but between the 90s and now yes things have gotten relatively easier for all athletes and also like music too it's gotten a little softer yeah, I would say everything's gotten everything since the 90s yeah from 90s from now it's just become soft and everything LeBron is being carried off the court by two men for a cramp <laughs> meanwhile a product of the 90s snaps his Achilles walks to the free throw line yeah. shoots two free throws and then, and then walks yeah. off with a, with, a, with a snapped Achilles so I mean yes everywhere around it's gotten softer I have a hard time finding a problem with that when it comes to football because it's so dangerous and because so many people from the 90s era, if you look at them now, they're not right. Like, they're so messed up. They're not. just covered up and it wasn't spoken about and these people weren't protected. These men weren't protected at all by anything. So I really don't have a problem with it being softer when it comes to the NFL. For some, I, I just don't. Now, I mean, I don't have a problem with it because I know a lot of parents are, like, not wondering should the kids play football should they be part of the sport since peewee football or going to high school and everything? They're getting worried now because they're getting all these hits. That game itself will probably make any parent worry now because they're like, oh, should I really let my kid keep playing football after what I just saw in the NFL? Yeah, it looks like a slaughterhouse out there. It was a bad look for the NFL that day because, and I know, the Steelers and Bengals have a personal rivalry, but they got to stop with this because at some point when these teams face each other again, the referees got to be like, you know, they got to say, or they got to state this to everybody, you know, anything happens here, you're ejected out of the game automatically. Because that's, that's the point right now. They can't do this thing now where you get one, uh, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct and you have one more away from ejection. They don't even care, it looks like. And I know between the Steelers and Ravens, you know, that's not a rivalry too, but that's not more of a brutal physical violence. That's just more of a respect to each other and the teams, and they just got to play hard against each other. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is, this is really a problem. Because I know one thing, if it's like the Patriots and, oh, it's not the Bengals, but I feel like the Bengals just have a bad reputation of of actually hurting players and then getting these flags and unnecessary roughness. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good look. Um, but the, get that out of there, though. Yeah, they do. Because, I mean, if you want to go in the playoffs, and I know where a team and another team don't like each other, and then that happens in the, in the playoff game, mm-hmm. how do you think NFL's going to look? It's going to look bad. It'll look really, really bad. It'll look worse. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Because I know because Goodell got his contract extension now. Like, oh, if people are wondering, well, why they do this extension? And it, all these rules that he's been making, all these suspensions that have been bad. Like, Rolkowski, for instance, with the one game. And even back in the day with Ray Rice. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's just so much, so much going on with the NFL. I just don't know if the NFL can fix this. I don't know where they can go. But the fact is, is that once that C- CTE stuff came out of the way, now they're trying to be more protective of everything. And it's like what Mark Cuban said a few years ago. You know, the NFL is going to be going down. The NBA is going to be going up. It's a better investment. It is better investment. And if you think about it, the NBA is, is international, so it's going to keep growing. Well, as the NFL is trying to be international, trying to play in London and other places, but it's not working as well. I mean, they, look how long it took them just to let people celebrate in the end zone. Yeah. They're just behind. They're just behind. It's a group of old white dudes who just don't get it. Well, it's all about the money for them too. Cause think about it. they don't want the players don't want to play Thursday night football, and yet they've been complaining, saying that you know that they're gonna get hurt from this and all that. But the they're owners don't kidding. care, and TVs don't care because they're getting a lot of money from it. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the more money they get, they just gonna keep playing Thursday night football. Whereas if they lose money, then maybe they'll stop. You're right. And let's not forget all the people they turned off with the Kaepernick stuff. Oh yeah, that too. Like I, I still have yet to watch a game. I've watched the game this season. I, I see the highlights because I know I'm gonna come in here and talk talk with you about it, and I check the scores and the stats and all that. But I'm not watching the game. I'm giving that those ratings go to ESPN or the Bleacher Report. I'm not. Are you gonna watch games watching. next year? Depends. It, 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 I'm really not digging the way that Kaepernick is being treated. They really have to fix that for me to be comfortable. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna support them while they blackball this dude. Do you really think that they're going to let Kaepernick play now after all what's happening and all this stuff? I think they should be the bigger person, and yes, definitely let him play. I think they should. My question is, does he want to come down and and play with them now? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he believes that doing all this stuff, he doesn't need to play in the NFL anymore. Very, very possible. I, I I would like to hear from him and see what he really has to say. Um. But, you know, you don't know. I don't know what he wants to do. I just know that um, I'm really not feeling the NFL. I'm still not I'm still not on board. I'm still not a fan. I haven't, I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched the game since the protest started. Well, the ratings have been going down. So yeah. I'm not surprised about that. Or since that and then this happening and now the violence now growing apparently into people's eyes. It's become worse. They're doing, and it's, it's all self self-inflicted behavior and self-inflicted problems. Look how much money they didn't they just pledge like a hundred million to the causes? Yeah. How much cheaper would it have been to just hire Kaepernick? They just don't want Kaepernick on the team. Uh, yeah, but why? Like he didn't do anything wrong so bad yeah. that this is happening. He technically didn't do anything to you at all. It's almost like to vilify him as uh, as much as uh, if Pete Rose was was well, you, you can't do this in baseball, but you can't gamble in baseball. It's like the number one thing you right. can do. But it's not like he did that. He didn't gamble in football or did anything illegal. He wasn't, he wasn't taking steroids. He wasn't beating people up. He didn't commit any crimes. All, all the things that I've seen people get reinstated for, he wasn't carrying a gun. He didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, Michael this, Vick I've and Ray Lewis. get reinstated for all kinds of stuff. He didn't assault anybody. It, it, the other thing is when they say he's disrupting the game. He's sitting during the anthem. Nobody's playing during the anthem. It's just the camera's on him. You make it constantly sound like, on him. That's right. why. That's why it looks like he's throwing the game. You make it sound as if it, I could see their point. If in the middle of fourth and inches, he kneeled, or sat down, or walked off the field. Okay, now you're disrupting the game. Now you're really messing up the game. But when it's game time, he's not sitting down, still protesting. He's not. Standing in the middle, holding up the power fist and, and waving a, a, a flag upside down. Like, he's not doing anything during the course of the game. So, I don't understand how all these people get, well, he's disrupting the game. How? The game's not being played yet during the anthem. Nobody's playing anything. The game hasn't even started yet. These exactly. guys haven't even run out on the field yet. Nothing's happened. Literally, nothing's happened. They haven't even flipped the coin yet. Nothing's happened. So, I don't, I, I've never understood that excuse. I didn't it's just either. Lame. And we'll see how the NFL goes. But, you know, as of right now, you look at the playoff picture. You have the Steelers number one and the New England number two and Tennessee number three, four, Kansas City, which are still hanging in there. Jacksonville five, six, Baltimore. And the hunt you have 
the Los Angeles Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, Oakland Raiders, the Jets, Miami, Cincinnati, and Denver. The Browns are already eliminated from the playoffs. They're 0-12, Crazy. which is like whatever, but we saw that coming. Mm-hmm. But looking at all these teams, I have to say that the one team I'm really worried about right now are probably the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe the Baltimore Ravens because Kansas City Chiefs just falling down the cliff. I mean, they just suffer a bad loss against the Jets. And I don't just I didn't even think they were gonna win that game, but they won that how game. Funny is that? I didn't either. And they won that game. They won thirty eight to thirty one or whatever. And I didn't see that coming. When I checked back the stats and saw the win, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, they were didn't down by fourteen. Wait, didn't the Nets just beat Golden State or or the Thunder? The Nets beat the Thunder. Yeah, that was last night. Yeah, which was just, I, th- I was looking at it, the Thunder were up by like twelve, thirteen. I thought they were gonna win, and then the Thunder just bad. <laughs> they're really, really bad. And I, if I were them, I would think I would trade one of the three. To get somebody else. They, they they got it to do, but what are they going to get? They got to trade Melo to somebody else. Who are they going to get? I don't know, but they got to get somebody else. Maybe they need well, a 3 and well, D guy. Well, a 3 and D guy. Uh, I would have said Courtney Lee, but the Knicks already traded each other. They're not going to trade each other again just to get Melo back. I'll just look back. They, they, yeah, they, they want Courtney Lee. Courtney yeah. Playing and McDermott's good. playing well, and Cather's playing good. And I don't want to trade those guys. Mm-hmm. They're part of the culture. Mm-hmm. So just leave them alone. Yeah, so I don't know. There's got to be some 3 and D See, guy in the league. <laughs> and I'll take sessions. Give him sessions and Noah for Melo. Oh, they will never do that. Oh, my God. They will never do that. Trade. First of all, why would they do that? They're just, they're just helping the Knicks out more. Sessions, Noah, and Herman Gomez. Take all three of them and give us Melo. It's not Melo. It's just, just a, a one-sided player. That's why it's not working for them. Paul George is a two-way player. Westbrook's a two-way player. Ans has become a two-way player. Warburton is a one-dimensional player. This doesn't really work as, like that. I think if we just they just did the trade with George only, I think they would have had a better record right now. That's just me. Because at least George could defend and he can shoot and he can play make, he can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could just shoot, barely rebounds, barely defends. Well, he's, he's never in a position to rebound. Well, he's never in a position to defend either. He just lets people go by him. Yeah. So it's almost like, I don't know if he's trying or he's not trying. Like He thinks he can't. How you got to win against... Good teams, but you keep doing that. Great question. And I don't know how the Warriors lost that game. Maybe they just didn't care that night. Well, they really don't care, to be honest. I mean, most of the time, they're either angry or frustrated about calls. Durant has an anger problem, apparently, because he keeps getting thrown out every game. Well, yeah, he's, he's, running into, he's running into the stuff that I think there's a backlash on calls. I think what's happening is because the Golden State Warriors are the champions, Yeah, the refs are tightening up on how they call it with them. And they didn't I think they, they didn't want calls. They didn't want more calls because they're champions, but they're not getting any calls. Whereas, like, I think Le- they might be getting less. Whereas LeBron, one night, he, he tried to get a call, and he got fed up with the ref. He just, like, threw his hands out and everything, and he got ejected. Which I loved. <laughs> I guess his first injection in his career. I was surprised about Which that. Which is amazing, but I know it, it, it's a, that by itself is a testament to how messed up the NBA and how biased the NBA is against stars. Yeah, like I, I mean, that's a that's, that's the biggest star. Yeah, he gets ejected though. That's what's funny, but it buddy. Took fourteen years for it to happen. That's like crazy. if that's not bias, what is? That is bias. That is serious bias. Fourteen. 14 years for your first ejection. Everybody else has been ejected at least five times, six times. Well, Melo gets ejected every two games, three games, apparently. Yeah, like, Melo gets, 
like you get you get ejected for every every two three kids. I don't know why though, but it's always some dumb him. call. Like like I remember when he got flagrant foul on because he hit somebody in his elbow, but it wasn't even intentionally. He just got ejected for that. That Westbrook got ejected one game. I remember Curry got ejected for throwing his mouthpiece. Which he didn't throw it at the guy. Yeah, he didn't throw it at the guy, but he threw it, and he got ejected for that. Um, Draymond Green, you know, you know, he, he has a rap for getting ejected about games, you know, for frustration and everything. He's the new Rashid Wallace. <laughs> I don't know if he's the new Rashid How Wallace. Funny is that? I don't know if he's new Rashid Wallace, but he's definitely a guy who's gonna get ejected. I do. They're looking to. They're looking to make it. Although out of him when the he thing I saw, I saw MATV like the top ten most goofiest ejections you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was like one of them was with Dennis Rodman sitting down on the court. And he's just sitting there, and he got ejected for that. I think he just for sitting down on the court. My favorite one was um David Robinson, not David Robinson, Duncan. Oh yeah, Duncan was just laughing and he got Duncan ejected. How you get ejected for laughing? You can't laugh. It, it, get, get it all the way right. <laughs> laughing on the bench. He was on the bench. He wasn't even in the game. I know. He's he, he just laughing about call. Why he can't laugh? Like that's like this that's. Call is so ridiculous. He had to laugh at it, and the ref was so sensitive. He threw him out over. Yeah, and then Shaq got ejected for a poster dunk because apparently he hit somebody after the poster dunk, and he got ejected for that. It made no sense. And then there was one, I think. Oh yeah, the, I think the funniest one was Rasheed Wallace and Steve Smith because Steve Smith was there, you know, the Portland team. Rasheed Wallace just staring at the referee, and he's like, "You're what? gone." You're gone. And I yeah, said, like, "No, no, no! Why, why, why? why? Like, no, come on, me, please!" What did he do? What he's staring at me. I told right, him to stop staring at me. Right <laughs> You so you can't stare at you can't stare at a referee if you get a bad call or something. Oh my gosh! Like what if they actually what? In, I, you know what my my biggest problem when it comes to that is the refs are never held accountable in public. They not they never are. They they because they think that they're they're the law. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like and the law of sports, they the yeah they dictate whatever. It's like in life, you know, the police dictate whatever. If you do something you didn't do or you you didn't do any call for no reason. And the same thing in police. They, they either arrest you or they give you a fine or a speedy whatever ticket for something you didn't do maybe. And they never have to answer for it. That's yeah. That's the only problem. I, I don't really care about. The referee's like that. The, they like, call, oh, you're, you're out of here, whatever, and I call. Yeah, but hold on. What if this was your fault? Like, what if I didn't do anything and this is your fault? Like, what, what, what if you're in the wrong? What if you messed this call up? Okay, well, now what happens? How come I'm the only person in trouble when you messed up? Why? Why is that? I don't know why they act like that, and this is why I hate referees in general. Because uh, if you're, you know, if you know the person's name in any sport, you know you're a bad referee. That's like the number one thing. That's the number one rule, actually. Yeah, you, you, you involved yourself. In yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad thing if you know their name. I remember in wrestling, we know this guy named Bob. So I had like a, a, a technical for something. I, I don't even know why I was technical because apparently I was doing a full Nelson, which I didn't do. I put my arms out like this. I was just controlling like that. And apparently that's a full Nelson. I only did it for like a short second, and I got technical for that. And I'm like, well, for what reason? I'm like, well, I don't even get into that's a technical. I really was fed up about it too, because I was kicking this guy's ass, and he. I was like, what the hell? I, I was at, I was at a foul or a technical, and then and then I remember one time trying to pin him. His shoulder was on the ground, and I'm like, "Are you gonna call it?" Because his shoulder's on the ground, and he doesn't call it. I'm just—I don't understand the referee is being biased against us or something. Welcome, uh, welcome to professional sports. And uh, and when the refs are wrong, blatantly wrong, like when they blow a call completely, like you go look at the replay, they were a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. They never have to come out and do a press conference and say, you know, we completely messed that up. We cost them the game. Oh yeah, they never say that. Like that never happens. And meanwhile. You know, you cost them the game. You you 
caused momentum to switch. They really needed those two points that you waved off, even though they should have had it. They they lost by one point, and you didn't call like a couple of and ones that really should have been called. Like you literally dictated the game, and have the nerve to just kind of be like, ooh, doo, doo, doo. you just move on and you just play the next game, and nobody can ever say anything to you. You even criticize them, you get fined. That's ridiculous. You can't yeah. criticize a ref. I remember one time in 2K, I don't know if you guys before, I was playing 16, and I remember I had a dunk on, I think it was like, I think it was on Shumper of the Cleveland, and I think I cursed in the mouth, on the mic, and I, I don't know if you heard it, but I got on Sportsman, I got a technical foul for that, because I cursed, I think. It, it was it was funny because I never had that two K game where no, where you know, where you could an dunk and if you had your mic on I, I guess they could hear you if you curse or like a foul or whatever and, and they give you a tech for that I'm like wow yeah I think I have a video of that on Facebook I'll show you later but it it was just funny because I'm like are you kidding me I got a technical foul for that that's, that's crazy that's I know that's realistic right there if anything for real for real <laughs> I wonder I wonder if they, are they gonna inject like a fight feature they never do that. They never do that. 2K. I mean, the closest thing you have like a bump with each other, but they never had like a fight thing or anything. Cause you know it's rated E. It's not like T or anything. Cause I remember in baseball when you get hit by a ball and that will be the show. There really isn't a fight. It usually goes to the guy heading into the pitcher, but then it cuts to, to like you know you're jacked there, this and that. But they don't give you a chance to charge. Them. No, no, they don't do that. You know they try to look like they're doing it, but they're not gonna do it. In football, I mean, you know, going back to football right now, I mean, like you have referees, they they always have these. Flags for no reason. They get, they get a flag for everything. Sometimes they even have flag. They throw their hat. <laughs> just another flag, whatever. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it would be a fight or this and that. I mean, looking at the AFC right now, when we're back to football right now, I just think it's either the Steelers or, or Patriots right now. But the Steelers got to win home field advantage. Otherwise, they have no chance at winning in Foxborough, even if they're the second seed. I agree. There's no way in the hell they're going to go there and think they're going to win. Unless you're the Ravens or maybe the Jets of 2010 or something, <laughs> you're not going to go Foxborough and win, and win against them. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And then you look at the uh, NFC. I mean, now Minnesota and Philadelphia, they're tied for the number one seed. And you have the Rams, 9-3. and three. New Orleans still 9-4. and four. Seattle's 8-4. Carolina's 8-4. and four. Now... The Falcons are out and open. There's eight and five. Green Bay six and six. The Lions six and six. So basically, the Falcons right now they just gotta keep winning their games and hopefully the Panthers or Seattle loses. But the thing is about the NFC, I worry about really the Seattle Seahawks because if they win out, there's a chance that they could also win the division if the Rams lose one more game, and there's also a chance that Russell Wilson could be MVP if they win out. How how funny is that? Because he has really no one on his team. I mean, it can be the case about Brady. He's 40 years old, and he's doing all these incredible milestones that we've never seen before from a 40-year-old. 40-year-old. And Carson Wentz having a great season two with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're 10-2. and two. But the, Russell Wilson, really, he has no one. He has no offensive line. He's basically the running back, too, and the thrower, and the passer. He was running for his life last Sunday night football game. He, he just runs run- for his life every game. Yeah, every game. He was running around making plays. He's, he's, he's the running man out there. He's and he's never tired. Man. I don't know how he's never tired doing that, but he's really incredibly in shape. He's he's an athletic, gifted player, really. He could, he could have played baseball, too, but he did football instead. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, the defense is banged up. Like, there's no Richard Sherman. There's no Cam Chancellor. Er Thomas is still there, but that's all they got, really, and a bunch of people just plugging in right now. So, I mean, people can make the case that really he should be the MVP by default maybe because of those situations. But but if he – I'm saying if they close out, they run the table and they go 12-4 and and they sometimes win the division, 
and maybe the third seed or whatever. I, I really believe he should be the MVP if he keeps putting up these stats and they're, and they're twelve and four. I can see that. But I don't know if they will give it to him. I think they should though, because he's he's an elite quarterback in this league. I think he's proven that. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll happen either if he doesn't win the chip. Well, that's the thing too. But if they make it to the playoffs and they go far, it's because I of him. He's gonna win the chip though. Is he gonna win the MVP? Uh, Unless Brady still keeps doing what he's doing and yeah, like, and there are people in front of him. And Carson Wentz keeps. I think it's just like a Brady rule though right now though. I don't know about that because you could make a case for every year that Brady should be MVP, but. There's always going to be somebody else. True. That's, uh, that's, that's like the Mike Jordan thing. Yeah, I mean, you're great. And LeBron thing right now, too. You know, LeBron, LeBron could be MVP every year, yeah. but it's always going to be somebody else. It might be James Harden right now. It might be, uh, you know, maybe Kyrie Irving, who's had a terrific season with the Celtics right now, mm-hmm. who continues the ball and proving everybody wrong about the whole decision leaving LeBron. And he's still playing I, well. I don't, know if, I don't know if Kyrie deserves it. Well, the MVP? Yeah, because he basically just went into a, a situation that was already... Well, it was much better situation. But you know, look at this one. When he came into the league, he didn't really have a good situation around him. It's not like he's LeBron James no, no, to make everybody right, around him better. Which is another reason why, I mean, and granted, he's gotten better, but he's not the kind of person who can elevate his teammates. He hasn't elevated anybody. The Celtics were already amazing by the time he showed up. They had already handed him a loss in the playoffs. But the they system is good. Better. No, but again... That was there before he showed up. He didn't add anything. He's just a taller Isaiah Thomas with better handles. And he's playing better defense apparently right now, according to Brad Stevens yeah, and other people. Yeah, but that's because he's surrounded by defensive-minded players with a defensive-minded coach who makes him do that. Like, yeah, young, I, I and a young and a young team. I mean, Jalen right. Brown's like twenty-one, and and Marcus Smart is still small. And Al Horford's a smart player, and Kyrie Irving is only like twenty-five, and he got a young bench. They're doing this about Gordon Haywood too. I'm thinking about he was playing. I don't know if they have a better record right now, but it'll probably be around this March right now with Gordon Haywood because I think they were gonna just pass the ball around, and do things differently. But you know, it's just it's just how it is. So looking at the FC though, I, I think it's either the Eagles or Minnesota. It could be anything could happen, anything. So we'll see what happens from there. Um, I guess before I close the show out, I wanted to talk about a little bit about um. Eli Manning, him becoming a starting starting quarterback right now and all that. What do you got to say about that? Eli Manning, uh, thank God that Mike McAdoo got fired. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that McAdoo got fired for doing that to Eli Manning. Period. What do you think the crowd's going to be like, though, on, on Sunday? What do you think the crowd's going to be? They're going to be happy. A lot of jerseys, number yeah, 10. I, I, I know I'm getting mine. It'll be interesting to see. Welcome to today's show, guys. You can listen to me. Or you can follow me, actually, on Morning's 10 on Twitter. I'm your man, Mr. Mech. You can follow us on the Facebook page and Twitter account, Snapchat underscore 360. You can see all the latest episodes on our SoundCloud account. See you next week. Peace.